1: Winning uh, some Wichita Thunder tickets for this Saturday. A couple of free ice teas from HTO. Congrats, Bill. We'll do that again throughout the week. A um, couple other real quick NFL nuggets before we get into the Sunflower Showdown. The Commanders, uh, according to reports, getting close to a record sale. And the Chargers fire some offensive assistance, Tommy, which I think would indicate that Brandon Staley will be back. Uh, they're not making wholesale changes, but some changes on offense. So I think we can probably take them out of the equation for Peyton or Jim Harbaugh. Uh, But let's talk Sunflower showdown. KU comes in. The line's been around two points, two and a half points right now. It's two and a half. No, it's actually moved to one and a half. Like literally as I was talking, the line moved on BetMGM now to just a one and a half point spread uh, to Kansas is favored, so basically a toss-up and a pick them here, Tommy. This is really interesting. I think it's a big tip of the cap to K-State to see that line that way, and quite frankly, it's the right way because I'm not sure the way Kansas is playing close games, anybody would have had any confidence, you know, with it being much more than that anyway. Uh, expecting some points here, the over-under at 147. This is a tricky one to predict. Um, I think I lean KU here because I think KJ Adams could be a real problem for K-State. K-State, what, what we've seen out of Kansas, you know, at times is bigs can give them trouble. Uh, you think back to the one game they've lost at Tennessee. K-State doesn't really have that. So then you think of a matchup of guards, right, and, and those sorts of things. So I think I lean slightly here to KU. But, man, it's tough. I could see it going any different direction I think it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, K-State absolutely can win this game. And as you look at the Big 12 standings, they kind of need to win this game, right? It's going to be tough if they fall back another game and then a game in hand against KU. So, you know, is there desperation at this point? No. And Jerome Tang explained it well. Like, if we win this game and lose our next four, it doesn't really matter anyway. And I think that they are equipped to go one at a time here. This one's this one's tough to predict though. I'm I'm having a hard time getting a real good feel for it other than I think KJ Adams the reigning player of the week in the conference is is going to be big for KU tonight.
0: I'm going to stay completely away from the spread on this game. Uh, I do like the points. I'm gonna, I think I'm probably going to take the over on that uh just because of what we've seen Kansas State be able to do scoring the basketball. Uh, 113 points against uh Texas and then you know what they score in the 90s against Baylor uh, in that overtime game and then we know Kansas can score the basketball as well although they didn't against uh, the really tight Iowa State defense over the weekend inside Allen Fieldhouse but um, I like the points in this that's going to be probably the way that I play this but you know because it's a coin flip because it's a pickem, um, I, I agree with that I mean I don't look at that line and think oh they've got it wrong uh, that it's it should yeah, be bigger one way I or another like I'm I'm right there on the one and a half. And I don't really have, I know this is kind of a cop out. I don't really have a good handle on either way. Like I could literally see either team winning. And, uh, you know, in fact, I I might even give the nod to Kansas State because it's at home and we know the environment is going to be crazy. Um, I, I said it yesterday. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if Kansas State gets back on the right side of things and they get a win. Um, I think it's going to come down to whether or not KU can get out in transition um, because what we've seen from Kansas State so far this season is that when teams are running half court sets against them, defensively, Kansas State is pretty good. Uh, But if Kansas can get out and run in transition, that might be an area where they do have an advantage if they can get Grady Dick open uh, in transition. I think that's going to go well for the Jayhawks. And then, of course, we all know, like you mentioned, KJ Adams, he can stretch the floor with the best of them. And so getting out and running is going to be, I think, the best way for KU to quiet the Bramlage crowd and to get a victory tonight.
1: Yeah, I do too. Um, Grady Dick probably needs to be big tonight to to help that up. I'm very curious to see how he responds. K-State is going to get after him. Which Bill Self acknowledged. He said something to the effect of, "I'm sure they'll be real happy to see him come through the doors there. Uh, <laughs> they're they're going to get after Grady Dick, and and I'm I can't wait to see him and how he reacts to that. This will certainly be the most hostile environment he individually plays in, but you know it's it's hard to predict because either team. Is capable of doing what they want to do in this game, and they're not that different either. I don't think Tommy. Like I, I do think that KU's ahead of K State defensively, generally speaking. Um, and I'm not sure that K State's not a little ahead of KU in in the explosive category, right? In in explosive plays, in getting on a run or getting hot. So. It really is going to be a sit back and enjoy it and and just sort of watch it kind of game. We won't see KU this tight in a spread probably the rest of the way. I don't think so, and that tells us something, right? That tells us that the metrics and the things that matter are beginning to really come onto K State when I think they were slow to them naturally. But they're coming off of a big loss to TCU, remember? like We're excited about this now, and and I'm glad that we can put that one in the rearview mirror. But we don't know if that has any lingering effect either. I don't suspect that it will, but it still hangs out there that TCU dominated the game against them just a few days ago.
0: I'm a little bit concerned, going back to KU, about the lack of bench production. Uh, They had four guys come off the bench against Iowa State, and they scored two points. Uh, all the other points in the game came from the starters. The only two points came from Zach Clements off the bench. Bobby Pettiford played 19 minutes, didn't score. Zuby Ejiofor played seven minutes, didn't score. Joe Yesifu, seven minutes, didn't score. So I'm a little bit concerned about the bench production, uh, especially if somebody like a Grady Dick or a K.J. Adams gets into foul trouble. We've seen Dewan Harris yeah. get into foul trouble, too. Uh, what are they going to do, and, and who is Bill Self going to be comfortable with going to off of the bench when you might be late in the game and you need production from somebody like I don't think that the Jayhawks can afford to be down a couple of players in foul trouble late in the second half I mentioned it yesterday I think this game is going to be uh, a one possession game at the end and so you know I don't know if you've got one or two players for the Jayhawks that potentially are in foul trouble that's going to be concerning and you better believe that Jerome Tang and the Wildcats squad they know that and so part of it's going to be try to get these guys in foul trouble because there's just not a lot of production right now coming from the KU bench
1: but do you think that K-State is equipped to play that way because I'm not sure that I think that they are you know I don't know that they're capable of really slowing it down and trying to get it inside and doing those things because the reality for K-State is too like K-State can't afford to get in foul triple either. They've got a short bench also. Both of these teams play with short benches. Both of these teams are top-heavy in their scoring. So I think it could go I, – I think you could flip that around a little bit
0: too. But I, I do I, think – I do think that K-State is really good at getting shots at the rim. Like I've watched them do that throughout the course of the season where they're able to get bigs. down into the post. Not, right. not the bigs necessarily, but aggressive play. To get down, you know, sure. creating shots at the bucket, drawing those fouls. Uh, so again, like I think that that's got to be the strategy. Like, m- maybe not even necessarily slowing KU down, but if you're go if KU is going to be aggressive running and and in transition, then I think that Kansas State can match that and match that aggressiveness and try to draw some fouls.
1: I, I think I think KU would like this game to be a little slower even than K-State would. But you're right. Keontae Johnson becomes an X-factor there too. He's as good a creator as there is in the league, right, at the rim. So if he can get some fouls called, and they are at home, which does help a lot of the time, that that is important. K.J. Adams, I do think, though, can flip a script on him. If if this is a K.J. Adams game, the same thing could happen at K-State. I think those are probably the two key players for me, are K.J. Adams and Keontae Johnson. I think, you know... Marquise Noel can go off at any point, so can Grady Dick, and and I suppose those come in, but it feels to me like Keontae Johnson and KJ Adams will have the biggest impact on this game one way or the other, and and the pace will be interesting to you know digest a little bit early. Will Bill Self try to run with K State or will he try to play to their advantage? You know, KU will. If this is one of those games, and they won't have it often, but they have it here. Where they're going to be able to have, offensively, a size advantage, I think, and and can they slow things down and utilize that and play more like we've seen them play in the past couple of years? I don't know the answer to that. I have no idea. I mean, that's leave that to to the smart coaches to decide that the pace that they want to play at. I can almost guarantee you that K State wants to push it and play fast. Um,
0: I think just, we're going to see that from both teams. Like, I I, I don't think. And of course, like I, I'm not Bill Self and I'm not Jerome Tang, but I I think that they're going to want to play the kind of game that is going to fit their teams best. And if it means that both teams are going to get up and run, then more than likely that's probably what yeah. they're going to do. Like I don't necessarily think that we're going to see either one of these coaches try to change what their team does best to combat the other team. Like they're gonna they're gonna both do what they do well, and that's play fast and aggressive and you know, trying to you right. basketball. I wonder, though, Dewan Harris on Saturday didn't score. He didn't need to score in that game against Iowa State, but he's been kind of the Swiss army knife for KU. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when you need a bucket, he's going to be there uh, when you need him to distribute. He can do that, too. When you need him to lock down defensively, he's there. So what I like wa- with Dewan Harris, he's kind of that chameleon, right, where he can do different things depending on the situation. So while the overall game plan probably won't change for either team, and it probably won't change for KU, I think that what some of these players, like DeWan Harris, what they do in the game can change depending on the need in that moment. And so that's what I'll be looking for, uh, at least from DeWan Harris.
1: I think we're going to see DeWan Harris focus defensively. I think the absolute last thing KU wants in this game is for Marquise Noel to get hot and go off. Right. If they can take that away, that would be even though we talked about Keontae Johnson and his impact on the game being massive. And I still I still believe in that. I think if you had to like if Bill Belichick, right, is saying we're going to take one thing away, I would suspect that KU would like to take away Marquise Noel before everything else that happens. Um, And so I think that's probably where a lot of Dewan Harris's attention goes tonight. I'd be pretty surprised if this is one of those nights where he just gets a you know, gets buckets where you're like, where is this all the time, right? He's a true point guard, but he can score when they need him to. But I think his focus will be defensively. Um, but look, we're we're scatterbrained on this game, and that's a good thing. We're scatterbrained on it because it's a really tricky game to get a good grasp for. The other piece of this is it's Jerome Tang's first shot at Bill Self, right? And, and I agree with you, KU's going to run it because – you know, that was sort of the, key. you know, Oklahoma and Iowa State tried to slow KU down, and it worked for a time until KU was able to open things up. So, yeah, I, I suspect KU wants to run too. But it's the first Bill Self versus Jerome Tang matchup that we're going to get. And no disrespect to Scott Drew because I think he's, he's a great coach. Jerome Tang is going to face now the best coach he will have faced and will face every year that he will face at least twice a year. And this is round one here. That, that that piece of this matters too
0: the last Kansas State coach to defeat KU in their debut in the sunflower showdown was Frank Martin he did it back in I think 2008 or 2009 whatever that year was when he replaced Bob Huggins uh it, Bruce Weber didn't do it uh and so Jerome Tang can join Frank Martin in that uh in that conversation Bob Huggins didn't do it there hasn't been another K state coach. You have to go all the way back into the 1920s to find a coach from Kansas state that defeated KU in their debut sunflower showdown. Uh, And so that's pretty elite company that Jerome Tang can join. Um, But we all know the recent domination of Kansas in the sunflower showdown Um, Kansas state hasn't defeated KU since 2019. It's been a few years. And, but I think that this is their best, their best chance. Clearly, uh, to be able to get a victory inside Bramlage with the hot start. And they're hungry coming off that loss to, to, to a TCU.
1: I, I don't think that I'm going to put a whole lot into the recent history of, of this series because I think both of these teams are so different and have so many new faces. It's pretty hard to lean back too much. I mean, Dwan Harris and Jalen Wilson obviously have a lot of experience in this series, but K-State is... Like, they're totally new. They're totally different than they have been. So I do think it's sort of a reset and a refresh on that, you know, series history because you've just got two very different rosters. All right, let's make some predictions. I'm going to go ahead and take KU to win it uh, because I, I can see more paths and more critical things happening to help them get there. I, I'm like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident and I, I am in that, it's like a 1. But I, if I've got to pick one, I'll pick Ku. What do you think, Tommy?
0: Well, I'll tell you the bet that I just made. Uh, so I, I use all the different sports books. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't have any kind of anything holding me to one of them. So on DraftKings, there is a boost uh, for the for the spread. So I, I took that. I took Ku to cover just because they were getting plus money on that boost. But in real life, I, I got no idea. Uh, I have no clue. Uh, I guess. I'll just take my heart and say KU, but again, it wouldn't shock me if Kansas State gets the win. Can't
1: wait for it. 869 1240. We can go back to it. We will uh, go back to some of those NFL nuggets we mentioned uh, right before we broke this one down. That's coming up Sports Daily on a Tuesday. Aubrock McCaster, we'll be right back.